The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hi, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where we come together every week to discuss all kinds of different types of healing. And I know, I don't know about you guys, but man, we need more healing than ever. Um, so I just want to welcome you. If you're new to my show, then I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been on the journey with us for a while, welcome back. Wow. So what do you do when your brain breaks? And I have to tell you, this is a very personal conversation for me because um, I had COVID. If you can believe it or not, I've had it twice. I'm one of those rare people. And um, my in my struggle from recovering COVID, from recovering from COVID, I had tons of brain fog, couldn't think straight. I was really, really struggling. Um, and somewhere along the lines there, I talked to my friend Raphael, um, who's with us today, um, about what do I do about my brain fog? And he's like, I have the thing for you. Um, and and it's this incredible uh you know, neurofeedback, like how do you, how do we, is it possible to recover from brain injury? Um, you can, and neurofeedback has really done it for me. Um, and not only can you recover from brain injury, things like concussions, traumatic brain injury, even PTSD and ADD, but once you get your brain back kind of fixed, you can harmonize and optimize your brain um, and the way that you think for high performance, which is what I'm working on now after my brain has recovered. So I'm super happy to bring my friend Rafael Giafrancisco on the show. He's um, been fascinated with people people's brains his whole life. I think because he wasn't sure like people's brains were okay. Maybe everyone was suffering from brain damage. He's really um, an incredible energy healer. Uh, and was a philosophy student actually, um, too, when he went to um, university. But I think he's really thrown himself into the study of how do our brains function and work and how can we neuro-optimize them. So welcome to the show, Raphael. I'm so glad that you're here. Hi, Lisa. So happy to be here. Yeah, and thank you. I have such deep gratitude for you because I was in a bad, bad, bad shape. And, you know, I really had a lot of problems with COVID. Um, I had heart problems and lung problems, all gut problems, and I could kind of fix those. Like I, w- I worked with some of my uh, my 
friends who are doctors and do other natural things, but the one thing I, and I got better, but one thing I couldn't figure out how to fix was my brain. And this was a problem because I got a, I got a um, contract to write my third book and I, I was, couldn't do it. I would sit down and I'd literally like, like, uh, I was like, uh, like, you know, drool and like, not thinking in a proper sentence. And um, it's been a, a miracle um, using your technology. So I'm wondering if you can um, tell us a little bit about how you got into the, this kind of work. Let's start with that. Okay, sure. So um, I was in energy medicine school and I was doing all the work in terms of um, personal mastery because if you're going to try to work towards um, helping other people heal, it's really important you get your own house in order. And through that process, I really started to notice that I just had a lot of deep, deep buried stuff that was just in there that no matter how much talk therapy I did in my life, no matter how much uh, processing work I did, inner child work, art therapy, chakra work, I mean, you know how many things we, we've tried in our healing what? journey. And it just always felt like nothing really stuck. Nothing got to the really the, the crux of what was going on. And I was really starting to get frustrated and, and a little disheartened that like, maybe this is just who I am. This is how I am. Like, just going to be kind of this limping along broken guy, you know, and doing the best I can. And, and mind you, I, I mean, I've done well. I have a lot of really sophisticated compensatory strategies, but they they use up a lot of energy. You know, you're throwing up that that kind of image of, you know, I'm OK, everything's great, you know, and, and, and that really sucks up a lot of uh, bandwidth. And so at the end of the day, you're just really wiped out. Um, so I stumbled across uh, some books on on trauma and and, and growing through trauma uh, by Bessel van der Kolk. Uh, he's he's phenomenal. Uh, Severn Fisher, who actually is one of the people that invented neurofeedback. Uh, Gabor Mate, who is a Hungarian doctor, who is uh, basically a poster child for trauma. He had a lot of trauma. He was a child in the Holocaust, <sighs> and uh, and so. And all of these people really recognize that the trauma that occurs, especially if it occurs early on in life, becomes ingrained in your physiology. It becomes part of not just your physical body, but part of the way your brain is wired. And I learned that if I was going to heal, I needed to figure out how to rewire my brain. And so I just started searching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you come across the Neurooptimal technology? So I, I read a book by Severn Fisher, uh, which is uh, using neurofeedback in the healing of um, childhood trauma. And that's not the exact title, but um, maybe we could put it in the notes later. Um, but she basically outlined how she discovered neurofeedback quite by accident and fell in love with it and how it was just doing amazing things for for kids with autism and, and epilepsy and, you know, people with migraines and, and all these different types of, um, of symptoms that you wouldn't even necessarily think were brain related mm. were, were being helped by, by neurotraining and neurofeedback. And so, you know, what I've learned through this journey is that everything is related to your brain. Yeah. Just absolutely everything. I would say I agree with that too. So what, what actually is neurofeedback therapy? Like how does it work? 
Okay, so, so neurofeedback is just another form of biofeedback. And a lot of people are familiar with the different biofeedback devices, which will tell you what your heart rate is, tell you what your skin temperature is, you know, galvanometers, which will tell you how much moisture you have. A lie detector is a biofeedback device. Okay, mm -hmm. and so neurofeedback is basically biofeedback for your brain. And, and the way it works is I've got a neat little device here that I'll show you, okay? This is a, it's called a Z-Amp. It's an amplifier and it has, you have one I too. I love yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so it's got these wonderful little silver um, leads that come out of it. They're sensors that you attach to, you clip them to the tops of your ears and you clap, clip one to your earlobe and then two of them go on your scalp on either side, okay? And, the way it works is, is it, is it reads the voltage coming off your scalp because they've actually been able to prove and show that they can tell what kind of state your brain is just by the voltage that's coming out of it. They can actually see a pattern for happy. They can see a pattern for sad. They can see a pattern for um Ascendant states. There's a neat story I'll tell you later about this Navy SEAL who could see ghosts, and he mm. basically nobody he never told anybody about it. And this neurofeedback person who was doing neurotraining for the Navy SEALs saw the brain pattern for being able to see non-physical beings. And when he was interviewing the guy, he said, "By the way, do you see uh, things that aren't there to most people?" And the guy freaked out. He's like, "What?" You know that. Don't tell you know, anybody. He had only, yeah, he had only told one person, and he was like livid because it would affect his, basically, his standing in the Navy SEAL community. If he thought he was this woo woo, I can see ghosts kind of guy. But I mean, you know, there's people out there that can see things that other people can't see, and there's brain patterns that can be identified that show that. So, wow. so the neurofeedback basically is a mirror to your brain. So with that amplifier that I just showed you, it feeds into a computer, which we provide, and that computer processes the signals coming from your scalp and basically runs it through a really sophisticated program and gives your brain for the first time ever in its life an accurate mirroring of what it is doing second by second. And really, you know, how can you tell? Change? Your brain can't tell. That has no internal sensor to tell. So mm -hmm. that it can communicate to you what it's doing itself mm -hmm. in a way, right? Right, right, exactly. So, you know, it's it's a poor analogy, but it's the best one we have. Um, it's kind of like a computer, all right? If your computer catches a virus, okay, it'll now all of a sudden start running all these weird things. The different things will show up on the screen. You cannot control the keyboard. It'll heat up. It'll The fan will start running. You won't be able to turn it on or off. And so you've lost control of the computer because this bug is now running things. Okay. Mm. That's what happens in your brain when you've got these deep set programs that were put in there when we were very, very young, or that can get installed if something really traumatic or scary happens to us, they just start running in the background automatically. And you don't know they're there because you didn't put them there, but you're running them and they use up energy and they use up bandwidth and they use up life force. Hmm. Right. So what happens, so I've been doing this every day for over a month now. Um, it's about 30 minutes, 33 minutes or something. You listen to music, you put the 
electrodes on you and you put your phones on and attach it all to the computer and i i just lie down and go lights out but i mm -hmm. um music plays and when you when your brain glitches it gives you this little feedback in the sound and the music the music is really lovely i, I love it mm. um and, and it's just like a little like it's like a little like like you described like a, a skip in a record um yeah. and it's like a little kind of sound that um and you don't have to it's not like you have to sit there and think oh that's my brain out of whack you know like mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. your brain will learn on its own that um that it's gone off the rails a little is that is that mm -hmm. an accurate way to describe it yeah yeah so you know our body our bodies are miracles they have a wonderful intelligence for healing so you know we cut ourselves or break a bone you don't have to do anything to fix it okay obviously you dress a wound but it's not like you have to consciously tell yourselves to duplicate and send white blood cells bone. Yeah, exactly like, yeah. exactly so your body has that innate intelligence that tells it you know what to do in that circumstance well your, your brain and your mind has the same thing if it's presented with the right information there is a blueprint for the ideal you-ness, okay? And it's in there. And it's just covered up by all this crap. So what the feedback is doing is it's cluing the brain in to the stuff that it's doing that doesn't serve you. Now, it's not saying this isn't good because there's no such thing as good or bad in this. There's just feedback. Like you said, glitching, okay? If you get the feedback, the sound in your ear, like the little clicky thing, all that really means is that your brain just shifted patterns, okay? It just went from one mode to another. It could mean that it was doing something quite healthy for you, okay? Yeah. But it doesn't know that unless it makes the association that, oh, I got the feedback, and right before I got the feedback, I was thinking this or doing this or running this program. So with repeated training, the brain learns patterns. And even though it's subconscious thought, you're not having the thought in your brain. It's a subconscious pattern. Every time that subconscious pattern manifests, I get feedback that says, oh, you're doing it again. Now the brain gets to choose, does that serve me? Do I want to delete it? And over time, it can learn to overwrite those patterns. It doesn't happen like, you know, instant, because mm. it took a long time for those things to get put in there. You know, it takes time for them to, to come out. But for the first time, the brain has a chance to do it. Right. So I, I, um, my brain was just super jacked up after having COVID twice, and you know, um, uh, I, I was really in a bad, in a bad way since I couldn't think straight. You know, and what I noticed mm -hmm. was maybe three or four weeks of using the of using the the rig every day. Um, all of a sudden, I could think again, and mm -hmm. and I would there were times when I would just like, I felt like my brain was craving it. Does that make sense? I would be yeah. like, Oh, I need that thing, you know? And I, <laughs> I'd be like, well, I can't wait to get like, really like couldn't wait to get to do it. Right. And my, I would, my brain would be like, ah, like, okay. You know? Um, yeah. mm -hmm. And, and it was about that, um, that first month that I feel like it um, recovered from the injury does that make sense? Is that sort of a normal thing that happens? With yeah. So, so, you know, two things happen there. First of all, your brain remembered what it felt like to be whole and healed. But also you probably touched on another level where you kind of up leveled a little bit. And mm -hmm. so just like meditators, like people that sit in meditation for 
days and weeks and months and they're just you know waiting for that experience where they kind of get light or you know that feeling in the meditation and when that happens now every time they sit down whether they know it or not they're searching for that again you know and so so it, it, they call it samadhi or satori you know depending on the meditation tradition you're in but it's your brain knows what it feels like feel really good now right and, and so with repeated training, your brain is also going to learn how to manifest that state more readily, even if you do sit down for just 10 minutes and meditate. So it's not like you're married to this device for the rest of your life now in order to be able to function or, hi, kitty, <laughs> in order to be able to function or to feel good. What it's doing is, is it's giving you the tools now to be able to enter these states more reliably on your own through meditation, through yoga, whatever you happen to be doing, your brain's going to go, oh, she wants to relax. Okay, I know how okay. to do that. Yep. Or she wants to be creative. I know how to do that. So it seems to me like there's sort of one phase, which is like recovering from trauma, recovering from, mm -hmm. like I really wanted my son to use this. Um, and and uh, I did bring it up for him. Um, he's a veteran, you know, he's mm -hmm. 25, but he's already a veteran mm -hmm. of, in the, from the Marines. Mm -hmm. And he, his brain was jacked up before he went into the Marines because he was a football mm -hmm. player in high school and mm -hmm. had all kinds of concu concussions. And mm -hmm. then, you know, a lot happened to him when he was in the military. Well, so many of our veterans have brain injury issues, you know. Right. And I, and mm -hmm. it's always been my feeling that the corresponding depression, anxiety, PTSD, you know, it, it's sort of hard to separate that from brain injury. Like they seem like they mm -hmm. go hand in hand, you know. And, and we... Um, I could imagine that this kind of technology could really help somebody um, in his state, you know, um, recover from both mm -hmm. the brain injury and the traumas that he's he's had right. to deal with. So, you know, there's there's different modes that the brain can can be in. There's 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 lethargy, which is all the way at the low end of the frequency spectrum, and then there's hypervigilance and anxiety and traumatic stress response, which is the high end of the frequency spectrum. Um, generally, post-traumatic stress disorder tends to be you know, in that higher range where you're always kind of looking out for the next scary, horrible right. thing that's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So the way our brain learns, our brain is designed to keep us alive. So the way our brain learns is it says, you know, what's the most dangerous thing out there? And what do I have to do to avoid it? And once it learns something, it doesn't unlearn it. It doesn't like go, okay, now I haven't been, you know, threatened by a shell in six months. I guess I'm safe. It's always looking for that stimulus so that it can react to it. Once it's right. been exposed to it, unless you deprogram yourself from it, it's always going to be looking for it. And that's why as we get older, it gets harder to deal with stress too, because you get a lifetime of accumulated micro stresses. And you know, it's like opening tabs on your browser on the computer. If you mm -hmm. open your Mac and you open a hundred programs and then you open a hundred tabs in, in, in the Safari browser, you know, your, your computer is going to slow down to a crawl. It's going to wear out really fast. It's not going to work very well. And it's like you have all these tabs open in your brain just looking out for this danger and that danger and that danger. And so what this helps you do is close those tabs. Say, all right, I don't need this right now. You know, I'm, I'm in a safe place. And, and, and the brain will see, like, I'm reacting in a vigilant state even though I'm in a safe place. Hmm, is that a good idea? And again, the system isn't saying don't do that. That's not the right thing to do. It's saying, hey, notice that you're in a safe place 
and notice how you're feeling. Is this, is there some dissonance here? And the brain wants to be whole, it wants to heal, and it will move towards wholeness and health. So what about people with like ADD or, or depression or other things mm -hmm. like that? How does it work for that? So, so believe it or not, you would think that ADD is towards the faster waves because they call it ADHD, but ADD is actually towards the slower waves. It's kind of a, a dreamy state. It's a creative state where you're aware of everything, but in a kind of a like a ooh, gooey sort of way. And I have AD, well, no. Hold on. You used to. correct myself here. I exhibited ADD-like symptoms for a large part of my life. And through meditation and specifically the brain training, especially the brain training, I have been able to buckle down and accomplish things that I never thought I'd be able to do. I was not someone that could sit and just plow through a book and, and just read it and, and digest it and know what was in there. I, I Dude, now you're reading these sick. big fat books on uh, neurology and all kinds of stuff. Oh like my gosh, it's 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 hilarious. It, and and I love it. I, I've become a total nerd for this stuff. So yeah, yeah it helps a lot. So so there's an like you mentioned something that was very interesting earlier about the um, about the leveling up. Um, so if you've got a student that has ADD or ADHD and they're having trouble um, attending and, and sticking with whatever they have to do to be successful as a student or successful as an employee. Neurotraining can definitely help with that because it's going to give you the tools to be able to put your brain in the optimum state. Oh, no, I'm gonna correct myself. Allow your brain to enter the optimum state on its own that it is always capable of doing but doesn't because it doesn't know where it is in the present moment, okay? Right. So, so, you know, athletes, there's professional athletes that do neurotraining all the time to get into and stay in the zone. Yeah. You know, NASA uses it for, for, for space, you know, for astronauts and, and, and the Air Force for pilots. Anybody that has to be super quick, super on point, that's responsible for really expensive military equipment, they do brain training. Interesting. So Tony it's Robbins like, loves brain Tony, training. I know, I was going to say Tony, Tony does it. And it, so it seems like there are, for me, this is what happened for sure. The first month that I was using it was like brain recovery. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm into the second month, I feel like I'm, it's optimized. It's optimizing. So mm -hmm. that's where you get peak peak performance, peak, you know, concentration, where you can really like raise your raise your ability to concentrate, focus, and be creative to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm. And what, what's different about the neurooptimal system that's different from all the other? Because there's like all kinds of like things you clip yeah. to your ear, like that, you know, I don't know, like what there's oh, a yeah, million there's headbands now. There's there's a hundred there's a hundred you know toys that you can buy now to uh, to do these sorts of things. Some of them are meditation aids. Some of them build themselves as neurofeedback, but they're not really. Um, it's kind of an interesting thing because there's no real um, because it's biofeedback. I mean, if I clipped a little thing out of my finger to measure my pulse rate, I'm, I'm doing biofeedback. But, you know, what's that really doing for me unless I combine it with some other modality and some some sort of uh, protocol? Uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I don't discourage anybody from trying anything that, that they think can help them. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, you can take a go-kart to the mall or you can drive a Ferrari. 
You know, right. they both get you there. And they're both vehicles. They both have four wheels. They both have motors, you know, but they're different. They're and this, different. Is the, this and is the Ferrari. This is the Ferrari. It's it's just amazing, you know, and, and, and it's great because you can do it in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to go to somebody's office. There's nobody kind of, you know, there's there's ways to do it where they they take a snapshot of your brain and then they compare your brain to normal brains and then they start telling you how you can improve by doing this and now they're trying to diagnose you and and I don't agree with that I, I think that the really the, the best way to do it is to allow your brain's innate ability to heal itself to be able to do so through receiving feedback accurate feedback for the first time right. Wow. Well, and how do people um, get in touch with you if they want to know more about it? Um, like what, what, what would be another step that people can take to find out about it? So my website is rineurofeedback.com. So it's all one word, rineurofeedback.com. And uh, my, you can email me through there. You, there's a submit uh, contact form. Uh, my phone number is up there. I do, I do free consultatory calls so that you can just learn about it. You know, this is going to be a wonderful tool, this interview to get people started on the path, but mm -hmm. people are going to have specific questions and I'm happy to answer them, you know, do a discovery call at no charge to, uh, to see if neurofeedback is right for you. Right. So what potentially what could happen is that somebody would um, talk to you about it, decide they want to do it, have a consultation with you. And then you, you literally can like, uh, mail them the machine, you know, the computer. It's rent, available to mm -hmm. rent by the month. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then um, you you help them figure out how to use it. Um, it's quite mm -hmm. easy to use. I didn't have any, the only problem I had was getting those little things to stick in my hair because I have so much dang hair, you know. And <laughs> I'm like, and dealing with the aftermath of that stuff in my hair, this little, there's this <laughs> cream that you put on the contacts and, you know, yeah. that's like conductive um, stuff that's sticky, conductive, that make the electrode stick on you. Um, but uh, I mean, it, it's not hard to use, simple. Mm -hmm. I can do mm -hmm. it. Yeah, so the electroconductive paste can be a challenge. So most people do it before they shower. They train yeah. before they shower. I know, yeah, but it is it, water. You get to get it out with water. So yeah. It's easy. Yeah, and it, it's not too hard to set it up. Like, I'm sure, like, kids can do it. Like, you could probably put it on your kids while they're watching TV or sleeping or doing their homework. Or mm -hmm. um, I, I know other people have, you know, watched the kind of the pretty lights that go with the video, but I don't, I just mm -hmm. go lights out. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you fall asleep, you're still getting the benefits. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, thank yeah. you so much for, um, for share. First of all, saving my brain. <laughs> with this incredible technology because I honestly like I talked to my doctor about it um and and I I was like you know should I go to a neurologist and they're like well you could but they, they don't know like what's going to help your brain recover from yeah. from co from this post-covid stuff we don't know mm -hmm. how long is it going to last we don't know what's going to help yeah. we don't know you know and it, no, they don't know because it's so new nobody really knows right you know what, and I, I'm just eternally grateful um, 
to have my brain back. Because <laughs> I really well, you know need what's it. funny? <laughs> what's really funny, and it's not funny, it's sad, is that it's the exact same story with Lyme disease. Uh, yeah. Lyme disease is a neurological condition as well that they don't know a lot about how it affects the brain. And yep. there's studies that show how neurofeedback helps with Lyme disease too, the brain fog that goes Absolutely. with Lyme disease. And we both live in Rhode Island, which is like Lyme mm -hmm. Central, you know, here mm -hmm. in New England. There's the other epidemic that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. the, the other pandemic yeah. for New England is it's another Lyme pandemic. Disease, it absolutely is. You know, and it there's so many things is. that I think probably like, like we said, concussions or brain injury, um, like all the things that go, you know, I wanted, I wanted to try it with my mom with who has Alzheimer's and see how, mm -hmm. you know, whether, I, you know, how a wonder if it would work for that and what would happen. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know, yep. but there, yep. you know, no, this... it, it increases neuroplasticity. So it, mm -hmm. it can certainly, you know, get the brain moving. And that's been um, a concern for me because, uh, you know, it runs in my family. So mm -hmm. I have more than just my mother, relatives, my family have had pretty, pretty serious Alzheimer's. So I'm hoping that, you know, continuing to use the machine will help me not have to go mm -hmm. down that path. So I'm pretty attached to my brain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Raphael, for being here. And for, thank you. Um, personally, big thank you for this incredible technology. And I'm, I was just felt really passionately about helping you spread the word on it because it's been a lifesaver for me. Wonderful. And thanks thank all of you. you guys for being with us today on this incredible journey. Um, thank you so much. If you want to stop by and visit me, you can find me on my website, lisacampion.com. Stop by. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what you think of the show or if you have any questions about anything we talk about, just drop by and visit. Um, and just a big heartfelt thank you um, from the Miracle of Healing, where we are saving the planet one person at a time right here on Power Radio. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.